Welcome to That One Show with Brian Combs, and I'm very excited about today's episode because we are talking about two of my favorite things, and that is good music and good whiskey. And joining me to talk about these things is my friend, Philip Newman. How are you today, sir? I'm doing well, Brian. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me on here, man. It's, um, it's an honor. Uh, been excited about it since we talked about it a little while back, and looking forward to seeing how how you how you pair your music and whiskey together. Absolutely. And first of all, thank you for taking the time to be on the show, and thank you for listening and supporting the show. Uh, very much appreciate that. Uh, you all can't see the video, but he is wearing an official that one show shirt that he has purchased from Goblin Trading, and it is very cool and looks good on you, my friend. I appreciate that. It's um, it's a fun one. It's the Funko Pop one as well. For those yes. who can't see it, it's um, I enjoyed it. I know you got the hoodie out there, but um, doesn't get that cold here. Although this morning it was here in Texas, where I could get more use out of the shirt than I would the hoodie. So yeah, yes, and <laughs> um, you actually kind of give me the idea for this particular episode because at least I think once a week uh on social media, you uh put a little picture or a video up of an album that you were listening to while sipping a whiskey and talk about both passionately. And I was like, you know what? I do the same thing at least a couple of times a week, preferably putting on a vinyl, uh, letting it spin for a half hour, 45 minutes and just a little bit of good, good bourbon in a glass. And, you know, especially if, if the day's been long and hard, it very few things in this world relax me more than doing just that. So I got the idea of, you know, there is certain albums just like what Philip's doing here that go good with certain whiskeys. So let, why not let us talk about it? And we're going to talk about probably about three each. But number one, uh, and I think that you probably just judging by your post know a little bit more about whiskey than I do. But how long have you been, I guess, for lack of a better term, a connoisseur of good, good whiskey? Oh, I, I, I wish connoisseur was the right word. It's, um, <laughs> well, no, it, don't sell yourself you, short. <laughs> I guess you could call it the midlife crisis, right? There's there's mm -hmm. other things I could be collecting and spending money on, but I went this route. Probably, I'd say, give it about two years or so. Just it slowly started. Um, honestly, it slowly started during COVID. Um, mm -hmm. We were all on lockdown, and I had my kids at home. I've got three kids, and I'm homeschooling all three of them, and it just slowly became a like, hey, this is a great way to unwind at the end of homeschooling three children that I didn't really know how to do, but somehow managed. And it built from there and just found some friends who were into it and learned a little bit about it and talked to them and kind of got carried away, as my wife would probably say, with the collection. But it's um <laughs> it's a it's a collection that can that can use some more room to grow, but we've come to a rule of uh gotta finish a bottle before you buy a bottle now. So well, that's uh, actually you and I have actually very similar experiences because I've just gotten into it probably over the last probably two, maybe three years. My brother-in-law uh, is very much a collector and he uh, invited me and my wife, with he and his wife, and we did uh, part of the bourbon trail a couple of years back and went to a few distilleries. I had never really been a fan of whiskey, but we did some tastings and uh, it, it was very educational and uh, on just, you know, the history of it, how they make it. And I found some stuff that I really enjoyed and, and just went from there over the past couple of years. But yeah, 
I'm not a big believer in buying bourbon just to look at. Uh, Correct. I, I know some there. people are, but I mean, <laughs> that just never made a lot of sense to me. I mean, I can understand if you want to buy a painting to look at, but a bourbon is made <laughs> to be savored and experienced. No, I believe that with you as well. There's always, you know, the bourbons to be to be had, not to sit and collect dust. But I will also, in that same breath, say certain bourbons are worth waiting to open. Absolutely. Spe special, special occasions. Special occasions. Um, yes. And then special bottles with special friends for memories, because that's what it comes down to. Absolutely. Uh, I got a bottle of E.H. Taylor once for Father's Day. And literally the only time I drink that is each Father's Day. I'll pour myself just a little bit of that at the end that's of the day. That's awesome. I actually uh, have a bottle myself that um, has not been opened yet, um, but I actually mentioned it the other day where um, my friend had a baby. His wife had his third child. He, he and his wife had his third child, and I'm waiting to go over there to see the baby, and I'm saving that bottle. He's a, he's a little collector as well, and I'm saving to crack that bottle open with him and celebrate the birth of his, his final child. Uh, awesome. Have three. Awesome. Good deal, man. Congratulations to him and his family, his wife and the new baby, and I guess the other two kids. Yeah, yeah, three girls. He's in a girl house. He's gonna he's gonna need some whiskey. Yep, I, I have <laughs> I have one child, a daughter, a teenager, and uh, she is probably the best thing that ever happened to me. But we're getting off subject. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about uh, you know, usually when I do an episode, I, I narrow it down to specific theme music wise, but I didn't hear. So any album that's ever been made is eligible to be talked about here, and we any wide open. Whiskey that has ever been produced is eligible to be talked about here. We're going to do three pairings each. Uh, we'll talk specifically about the album and the artist as well as the whiskey. Anything that you want to talk about it being, uh, you know, the the nose, the taste, or the finish of the whiskey. And for those that don't know what we're talking about there, the nose is basically uh, when you first uh, open the bottle uh, to pour, you, you kind of just breathe it in preferably with your mouth open because you can actually get a little bit of a taste without actually tasting it uh the taste is actually exactly that it's when you are drinking it and the finish is after you've uh you know took that sip uh what i describe usually as a warmness or whatever aromas or tastes that are left over that uh, I kind of get that kind of right. I'm not an expert by any means. No, you did. Absolutely. And a lot of people will describe the finish as um, the finish is how it burns. You hear mm -hmm. people say, oh, it burns a lot or doesn't burn a lot. Yep. Um, but I do have to say, I love that when you described the nose, you talked about having that mouth open. It is. Definitely, oh, yeah. It's very different if you've never done that. Um, so for those of you who have um, who have whiskey or are slowly getting into it and didn't know that, definitely take Brian up on that. That is a um, a fantastic little trick uh, that I learned when I went and visited a distillery myself. That's, that's exactly how I learned it. Yeah. Uh, I think I learned that at the Buffalo trace distillery. Uh, but we'll get into all that. We'll go ahead and let you start out first with your first whiskey and album pairing and feel free to talk about both of those. And uh, I may share a little bit of thoughts of my own on those until, until we move on. So what do you have for us today, Philip? So I'm starting this off with um, what I feel is a great introductory whiskey that um, is good for somebody who's never really gotten into it or just trying to start it is um, the Basil Hayden um, whiskey. It is mm -hmm. a it's a nice, subtle, actually 80 proof. For those of you who don't know what the proof is, that's the the alcohol content. The higher that number, the um, the stronger the alcohol volume. Um, so 80 proof comes in at a nice, comfortable 
um, sipper that I love to have around the house. Um, and I pair that oftentimes actually, and I know Brian, I'm going to flash back to an old podcast you had where you talked about not ever having an old fashioned. Um, and I usually make my Basil Hayden into an old fashioned while I listen to Sierra Farrell. Nice. Um, with her, her debut, her one and only studio album, far away across the sea. Um, it's just, for me, it's such a great mix of her lyrics where she's got a great little country gypsy jazz beat going to her style. Um, and that old fashioned mix with that Basil Hayden just plays off of that really well for me. Uh, great picks on both counts. I love Basil Hayden. Uh, I would consider it a medium range in price. Uh, you know, bourbon can get crazy on price. Over Officers, the last couple of years. It's yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> but I mean, you can pick up all of that here in Kentucky for usually between 35 and 40 bucks. Yep. That's about what it is here in Texas. You find that it's about a $40 bottle. Um, yeah. They do make different versions of Basil Hayden. There's a Basil Hayden toast. Mm -hmm. um, they've just come out with a, um, a wine cask finish, which I have not tried yet, but this is just that straight Basil Hayden. Um, it's a small batch, which is just a combination of different barrels of whiskey that, again, just the flavors come out of that one for me. Um, I love the nose of that. That really draws me to it. Um, when you open that bottle, you get great traces of vanilla, a uh, little bit of mixed berries. Um, and that all stays on the, on the sip when you drink it. Um, mm -hmm. And it doesn't, doesn't burn on the way down. So a lot of people, like I said, that introductory whiskey. Um, but again, mixing it with that old fashioned for me brings out a lot of flavors in the whiskey. Um, and that's just a great classic cocktail that I go, goes with a classic sound of Sierra, that little Calypso Latin vibe that I was talking about. Absolutely. I, I'm a big fan of her. She's from, uh, I guess, kind, kind of sort of next door to me in West Virginia. Yep. Uh, her official I am mistaken, though, Brian. I have to apologize to everybody. I said far away across the sea. That's the song I love that from her, but long time coming is the album. Yeah. I, yeah. I messed that up there. <laughs> There's a lot of good songs on that. I think my favorite is probably Jeremiah. That I love that one. song. Uh, I love her and, play of West Virginia Waltz. Good little oh, yes, yes. innuendo there. And I think she does a song, is it Bells of Every Chapel? She does. Yeah, that's yeah, another I, one. That's yeah, not on that album. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. That is on that album. So it is another good one. That's just top to bottom. It's a great album. Um, I'm excited. I get to see her in concert here in about a month for the first time. So it'll be a good, good time. Where's she, she playing? Uh, she's playing here she... in Houston at the Heights theater. Just kind cool. of a small little venue. That's probably holds about 300 people tops. So yeah. I'm excited for that one. Nice. Nice. It's funny because I thought over the weekend, I, I sent you a message that I had my three uh, finished I started with five albums and whittled it down to three. And I thought, you know, we could pick any album. I mean, literally millions of possibilities. What would be the odds if we have both of us have one of the same albums? And I did not end up picking this particular album, but it was in the five. So it That's got cut. Fantastic. I had a feeling <laughs> I had a feeling we may come together on whiskey, but not albums because yeah. it was so open. Yeah. Um, I probably had it dwindled down to about six or seven, and then I cut it down to the three and I almost changed my last pick last night, but I did not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad you picked both of those. Uh, I'm a fan of both. Uh, I don't have either one of those on my three pairings today. So that's good because that gives us a chance to talk about more, you know, a variety of whiskeys and uh, singers. So I, for my first one, and I kind of made a couple of rules for myself here on uh, 
particularly the albums I picked. A, I, I wanted to pick albums that I own on vinyl because generally when I listen to music and sip whiskey at the same time, it's generally, you know, on a vinyl. And there's, I don't know, there's just something about the warmness, the warmth of the, the particular vinyl record spinning. Uh, and particularly if I've got a fire going, we have a wood burning stove in the, in the wintertime and, and, you know, just sipping that good, good Kentucky bourbon or, or whiskey, whatever you want to call it. I'm not, I don't want to get into the particulars. <laughs> uh, and I also wanted to pick, try to pick three artists that I've not necessarily talked a lot about on this show. So I very easily could have picked the album from Sturgill Teller, uh, Brandy Carlisle, Avent Brothers, but I, I wanted to try to do, you know, a few that I haven't really gave a lot of exposure to. So my first album is by Kelsey Walton. It's not her newest one, which is really great, by the way. It's called No Regular Dog. It just came out last year. But this particular one is called White Noise, White Lines. And I think it came out in 2019. And uh, are you, I think you, are you familiar with her? I'm familiar with Kelsey, but not have not dove deep enough into that album particularly. I am more familiar with her newer album. Good deal. I do, tr I do truly love it. It is a great album. Um, but I will have to put, I have, like I said, have not, had a good dive into the most recent to the one you're mentioning of so it's definitely one that i've got to put on the radar good deal so kelsey is from kentucky and she's actually from a very tiny community called monkey's eyebrow and believe it or not there's only like 20 people that live there oh wow. 20 people <laughs> uh, <laughs> and she had produced a couple independent records this was her first album that was released on old boy records which was john prine's uh record label correct and uh i really like this album uh a few of the standout songs is black patch uh she's got a song called anyhow really recommend a song called sunday's children but my favorite track on the album is called very old bart so naturally i'm pairing this album with very old bart now, a lot of people, if you go into your liquor store or wherever you buy your bourbon, Very Old Barton is going to probably more likely be on the bottom shelf because it really runs right around 10 bucks. But don't let that fool you. Some it of the is, best whiskeys are found down there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I have learned over the years that price does not make necessarily a good whiskey. Uh, but it is a very, you know, affordable, everyday sipper. Uh it's probably the one I sip the most just because I don't have to plop down, you know, 60, 70, 80 bucks for a bottle of it. And uh, you can get it in 80, 90 or 100 proof. I prefer if I'm, you know, sipping, especially, uh, you know, and, and let's get this straight. You, A lot of people, you probably don't want to drink whiskey to get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, you can, but it, I mean, that's to me, that's not really its intentions. It's It's intended to like a really good meal to take your time with it, savor it and enjoy it. Just don't chug it. I would have to agree with that. I see, you see all too many of these, um, these Western quote unquote shows yeah. where they're, they're ordering a shot of Buffalo trace and shooting it down or yeah, I mean, why? That's, that's not what it's for. It is, no. it is to enjoy. It is to savor. Um, and exactly what we're doing here as we're discussing it with music, you know, it is, they bring out the best in each other. Yes. And I've actually been fortunate to tour 
the Barton's Distillery in Bardstown, Kentucky. It's been around since 1879 and has continuously made bourbon since then. It's one of the oldest uh, continuous ran distilleries in the nation. And I really like this one because it's it really, really is not that strong, especially if you get the 80 proof. It's it's very smooth, a uh, little bit of sweetness, uh, which I enjoy, especially on a daily sipper. Uh, the finish is not going to kill you. Uh, have you ever tried Elijah Craig? I do actually. Uh, it is funny you mentioned that. I was I was very close to. I have a an Elijah Craig, ten uh, year single barrel yeah. from my local liquor store here that I purchased, and it's one I'm saving for special occasion. And I almost opened it today to sip while you and I were talking because um, <laughs> I felt like it just went well together. Um, but I held off on it. I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be rude and be sipping. No, I wouldn't and, mind. Uh, <laughs> but I'll, I have I had other Elijah you. Craig. That, that it is it is it is stout but it's very very good but i've always said and you know elijah craig was is actually named after and founded by a baptist preacher by the name of elijah craig and i've always said it will literally burn the devil out of you <laughs> <laughs> but anyway uh back to barton's and kelsey uh both kentucky products uh and if barton's like I said, you can pick a bottle of it up for less than 12 bucks, but don't let that fool you. It's a no-nonsense bourbon. It's not in a real fancy bottle. Uh, it's not on the top shelf, but it is a very, very great uh, sipper, daily drinker. Uh, and Kelsey's one of my favorite artists from right here in Kentucky, and I'm glad you like her newest album. Hopefully, you'll get a chance to talk, uh, maybe check out this this one that I mentioned, White Noise, White Lines, which is probably my favorite of hers, Philip. No, I definitely will. I'm excited about that one. Good deal, man. So what uh, what do you have for us uh, for your second one, my friend? All right. It's, um, I am glad that you said earlier that you tried to pick um, artists that you hadn't really covered. I kind of thought about the same thing. I think it's uh, easy for us to fall back on a Tyler or a Sturgill knowing that we're going to listen to them and spin mm -hmm. something and drop a drop a glass as well but um this one there's another artist new artist not new um but new artist to the podcast i don't know that i've ever heard you talk about him um but i went with charlie crockett yes um, texas native um and i paired him with blue note juke joint uncut it's a single barrel whiskey um and it's got a great story to it actually the um it's a bourbon the bourbon is um again we're not getting to the logistics of that it's Produced in Memphis by BR Distilling, um, but most of its product um, comes from Kentucky and Tennessee. Um, but what makes this one super special, this bourbon, the Blue Note Juke Joint, the uncut version, um, this is from surviving barrels of the terrible storms and tornadoes that ripped through that area in 2019, um, that tore through that area. The, um, the Blue Note's inventory completely collapsed during that storm. And the surviving barrels of that sat outside in the weather until they could actually get to them. And those surviving barrels are what come from for this whiskey. So it gives it different flavor. It's been completely out there exposed to the elements. Um, so it gave the, um, the summer sun got to it. So those bottles expanded or the barrels expanded. Um, and then they shrunk down a little bit. And then some of the rust from the straps kind of leaked into those barrels to add some different flavors um, to the bottle. Uh, this is a definitely on the stronger side. It, my, my bottle comes in because every bottle varies of this one comes in at a 121 proof. Mm. Um, but it's got such a, even though at a 121 proof that finish doesn't 
overbear you, doesn't sit too long. And it's a wonderful kind of brown sugar cherry flavor. Um, and I mentioned pairing it with Charlie Crockett. Charlie to me is just a, a whiskey sipping blues and country sounds, no matter which album you listen to. Uh, but particularly for me, it is his cover album, Little GL's Blue Bonanza, um, which just has so many great songs on it. Um, everybody's probably familiar with them. That's how I got to Memphis. Uh, Good Time Charlie's Got the Blues. Those all come off of um, that album. But for me, the song that I love off that album is A Dime at a Time, which is a, um, it's a wonderful cover song by Del Reeves who was an American country singer back um, in the 60s. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with Charlie, he does do a Charlie Crockett. He does a couple cover albums um, where he just changes the sound just a little bit and brings a little bit more dancing vibe to this. And um, he's one of those after dinner uh, vinyls for me where we're cleaning up around the house and I'm just kind of sipping while everyone's just in a good mood before bedtime as I've got three kids. So we keep the mood kind of little bit easier can't play that heavier music around at that time <laughs> yeah um uh, i'm actually not familiar with this whiskey at all so i'm glad you brought it up uh and you said it, i think you said it yours particular ran at like 121 proof yeah technically it comes in at 121.8 um as i read the bottle a little earlier um so it is definitely um on the higher side but it's a um it's a single barrel so because it is a single barrel that means it's um it's that one barrel of whiskey Yes. Uh, it hasn't been mixed with anything else. Um, and each barrel is going to be different on the proof. I've seen it range from right about 95 to about 128 on some as well. Mm. So it really just depends on where you get it from. <laughs> so um, Charlie Crockett, uh, I am a fan, not, not necessarily a huge fan, but I'm very familiar with him. Uh, is his, his newest album, I think, is called The Man from Waco. Is that the right? The Man from Waco, which is a great, almost storytelling. Album. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's album. one that I, that I like. It's probably the one album of his that I've listened to the most. Uh, so I'm glad you brought him up because he's probably not someone that I necessarily would have ever covered on the show. But he's definitely someone who listeners of the show should check out if they have not already. And he's got and, he's got plenty of albums. He's got eleven studio albums out there. So yeah, he he turns really at least one, one or two the, out per year. He definitely does. One of the hardest working guys out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. And been doing it early on too. You know, he started off playing the streets of the French quarters in New Orleans and traveled up to New York City playing on subways and busking up there um, before finally uh, making it to where he got signed by um, by Sony Music, uh, and then he's carried from there. And now he's making it big time, traveling, traveling a bunch, putting out, like I said, at least one or two albums a year over the last couple of years. Um, this particular whiskey that you were talking about, do you know roughly about how much a bottle would run someone if they wanted to buy a bottle? Yeah. So the, um, your typical bottle is going to cost right around that $50 mark. Uh, you'll see it probably a little bit higher depending on, I will say that the bottle I have was a, a barrel pick from that local, from my local liquor store. So because he picked that specific barrel, he paid premium price for that barrel. So I probably paid closer to 65 to 75 for it. But you could find the Blue Note Juke Joint at, you know, 50, $50, $55 a bottle. Good deal. I'll, I'll be on the lookout for that one. I don't necessarily know if I've ever actually seen a bottle, but I would definitely, definitely be on the lookout for it. 
for my second one, I have an album that is actually 51 years old. Ooh. It is Harvest by Neil Young, which is far and away my favorite Neil Young album. And it is one I spend a lot at home. Uh, and the copy I have was a repress, I think, from 2015. And it was remastered, and it's it's one of my better sounded albums that I own. Uh, and I'm pairing it with the Wolford Reserve Double Oak. That is a fantastic whiskey. Yes, it's <laughs> it's probably one of my two or three favorites. Uh, Wolf, this plain Wolford Reserve is really good too. Don't get me wrong, uh, but the Double Oak uh, they usually come out come out with some of it uh, at least about probably about two times a year and. Basically, what that means, it has been barreled twice in two different barrels. So for those who are not real familiar with how you make whiskey, it basically starts out as moonshine, for lack of a better term. Clear. just And what gives it its most of its taste and color is the barrel that it is put in to finish. And it has to stay in there, I think, a minimum of two years to be considered bourbon, Correct. I, th I think yeah it's um it is i believe you are correct there um and then depending on if it's you'll see people call, say bottled in the bond yeah or bottled in bond that's a four year that i know yes. for certain yes that it's got to sit for four years and some of it you know there's some that sit for 10 but double the double oak wolford is actually made in two different barrels that's why it's called double oak and it's kind of what i would consider a dessert whiskey uh, it's one I like to have after dinner. Uh, it's, uh, and I'll be honest, I like to, to you know, a, a good piece of chocolate with it a lot. Uh, I can see it's, that. It's got a, it's got good. I love the taste of it for me. I've had that one before. So I'm going to see what your nose and palate say to that. And I'm well, uh, I get a little bit of coffee, a little bit of chocolate, because I, I talked about pairing it with chocolate, a little bit of cinnamon. <laughs> uh now, upon actually tasting it and finishing, I get a little bit of all that, but a little bit of maybe honey and brown sugar too. It is uh, for the proof. It's a very sweet whiskey, and yes. it's it's not one that's going to burn you up. And it's one I really really like. I usually pick up a. They usually put out uh, some double oak bottles in the fall, so I'll get one to keep on hand, especially through the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, that's New Year's, that sort of thing. And it's not one I'll go to you know nightly, but maybe once a week during the holiday season over that, that eight to 10 week period. It's a really good one for the winter because uh, it, it warms you up real good. And it's just one of my probably three or four favorites that I've ever had. And I'm, I'm glad you're familiar with it. So I'll let you go ahead and talk. You've obviously sampled a bit of the double oak yourself. So what do you think oh, about I mean, it? I, I, um, I'm, I enjoy it thoroughly. Um, really any of the Woodford reserve um, products. Uh, I'm a big fan. Uh, definitely either to have them neat, which is a straight, no ice. Um, you know, my wife enjoys to be able to drop it in a, an ice cube sometimes just to kind of cut it a little bit. And sorry for the purists. Don't get mad. It's, it's all preferable. <laughs> um, it's funny. I get the, um, I get a lot of that sweetness as well. I get a little bit of marshmallow as well. When I have that, I'm just kind of thinking back to the yes. last time I had it and there's just a small touch of marshmallow. So I can see where that chocolate comes into play with you like to eat with it. Um, and it is, it's a great, um, Woodford Reserve said Woodford Reserve makes a great product. Um, I can't say I've sampled enough of the double oak to really be 
completely in tune with it, but I've had it. Um, I don't own a bottle of it probably on my list of couple different bottles that you know need to be on the list there's always something I yeah mean, and, they, and they put out a good pricing point too i don't know what it is by you but i know here it's reasonable for sure um you can get it between 45 and 55 dollars just depending yeah. on where you buy it uh so it's real similar to the one you just talked about what i would consider mid-range for the price um and you know i really like pairing it with the album harvest uh there's just something about that particular album that, that makes me feel warm. I don't know why. Uh, and I, and especially in the wintertime I mentioned earlier, I really like getting a wood fire going, uh, just the crackling of that wood, the heat it produces, the warmth, for lack of a better word, that the, that the vinyl record is creating in the air. And, you know, just warming yourself up with some good whiskey. Uh, and I... And you can't miss with Neil Young, so that's always... No, no, not at all. A bonus. And, <laughs> I mean, just the songs on there, uh, The Needle and the Damage Done, Old Man, Harvest, Heart of Gold, some of his bigger hits are found on this particular album. And uh, so I'm a fan of those both. I think we have one each. And I'd be remiss if I didn't play a commercial. So we're going to take a real quick break and come back and talk about some more whiskey and some more music with Philip Newman. Hey, Brian, once again here to tell you about my good friends at The Goblin Trading Company. That's right. They are putting out new stuff almost daily. Shirts, hoodies, mugs. Not just exclusive that one show merchandise, but all kinds of cool stuff. They have a really new cool shirt for my D&D friends of a lich. And if you'll just go to Etsy, type in the Goblin Trading Company, you can see that shirt and all the other stuff. They have a lot of you I've already bought some hoodies and t-shirts of that one show, and I appreciate that. Keep on buying that stuff, wearing it out tagging myself or the goblin train company on social media and letting us see that cool shit that they are making because it is cool and if you want to be cool you will go ahead and get you a hoodie or t-shirt from the one and only goblin trading company if you don't know how to get there in the show notes i'll have a little link all you got to do is click on that sucker and it'll take you right there to where you'll see all that awesome stuff I just talked about from the Goblin Trading Company. All right, we are back. And uh, once again, Philip Newman is joining the show. We are talking today about two of both he and myself's greatest passions which is good whiskey and good music uh we are specifically pairing a specific whiskey with a specific album uh because one of the things that he and i really like to do especially to relax at the end of maybe a long day is just sit and enjoy really good music and really good whiskey at the same time before we get back into that first of all philip you're doing great i really appreciate you coming on the show today uh and 
Uh, just to help myself as well as our listening audience get to know you and maybe your music listening habits a little better, we're going to do a quick game of first concert, last concert, next concert, and best concert. Are you up for that, my friend? Well, let's go for it. Uh, it's always fun to play a game. It's always fun to talk concerts because I'm a people at my work and a lot of my clients will say that um, that's all I do is go to concerts. So <laughs> good deal. So, what is the first concert you ever remember attending? Uh, the first concert I remember attending was the Pepsi tour with the Jackson five and Michael Jackson. Wow. I was, man, I was in elementary school, but I really remember it because I was living in Miami. Um, I remember having the, the Pepsi tour jacket, the little Leatherman, Letterman jacket they had with the, the big logo on the back it said Jackson five. Um, so that is, that's the first concert. Now what I recall from it, your, your guess is as good as mine, Brian. <laughs> but that's definitely, I, re, I remember being there. I vividly remember the stage, the setup, the lights, just it was exciting. I mean, you're talking early to mid-80s where Michael Jackson was the the thing. Yeah, and there are several concerts, especially in my younger days, which I don't remember, but probably for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Got a few of those myself. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool, though, man. You can always say you got to see Michael Jackson, one of the all-time greats, one of the one of the absolute legends of, of music. Yeah, uh, for sure. And uh, out of curiosity, what was the first concert you remember actually purchasing tickets to yourself? That's a little bit different question. The first concert I recall purchasing tickets to myself was probably um, – it was called The Next Big Thing. It was a um, – it's kind of like what Warp Tour used to be. Yes. I say used to be because it's a little different now. Um, but it's the next best thing. It was put on by a local radio station in um, in Tampa where my wife and I lived for many years. Um, and it was it was a lot of uh, – it was one of those kind of like punk rock uh, concerts. Uh, it was just different – like a festival. It's a two-day festival that has grown over the years. When we went, it was um, – I'm going to recall now uh, – Oh, I'm going to lose my mind if I can't recall who played at that. But I vividly remember um, we saw Panic at the Disco was one of them. Yeah. Uh, they played Modest Yahoo, for those of you who may know or may not know. Modest Yahoo is um, great, in my opinion. I really enjoy his older stuff than his new stuff. Um, kind of a reggae, hip-hop um, sound to him. Uh, but he played at that tour. The headliners were, I want to say... Rage Against the Machine, possibly. Mm. Um, but it was uh, it was definitely, it, it was one of those concerts where you just saw a little bit of everybody um, and it stood out. It was just one of those really great ones and I'm just, you know, catching me off guard on who was, but that was probably about, see if my son's now 15, it was before he was born. So at least 15 to 20 years ago that I really remember buying tickets for. <laughs> so uh, what was the last concert you attended? The last concert that I was at was actually Charlie Crockett. Um, we just spoke about him. Good. Uh, I saw him towards the tail end of December here. It was the first time seeing him, and he's got a wonderful stage presence. But he was the last concert I saw. Uh, just got up there, him and his band, and he gets on that guitar and just starts moving around, and it's a great show. Good deal. Uh, what is your next concert that you either plan on attending or have tickets to? Well, I have tickets to see the wonderful Miss Margot Price next week. Oh, awesome! But sadly, sadly, I will have to be—I um, have to miss that. My mm. wife, is gonna, my wife is traveling that day for business, and my son has a school function 
uh, that's 45 minutes away from the house that's going to take till about 8 p.m. So I'm missing that one. I'm hoping to be able to give those tickets to a close friend of mine so they can go enjoy her instead. Have you got to uh, see her live before? I have not, which is why I was extremely excited. It's, um, again, one of those smaller venues here locally that yeah. maybe hosts about 200 people and coming off of her new album, Strays, which I'm in love with, by the way. Really good. I almost that was that was that almost made my final cut here. If we're talking about pairings, I think you, I, I think you read her book too, right? I did. Yes, I did yeah, read her I, book. I know you read it as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what a story she has, by the way. Absolutely, just the the yeah. I mean the tenacity and just <laughs> the focus that she had, and I love I love who she is even more after reading yes. that book. Uh, absolutely would not quit. I mean, then there were times highly recommend that book. If you all like to read specifically autobiographies of, of musicians, it's one of the better ones I've read in a while, but she went through it, man, and never quit. And it just, like you said, the tenacity and the, you know, the not give up in her. And one of the things that was a very brief part of the book that blew my mind is that she had a side project back in the day called Margo and the price tags. And, the featured Sturgill Simpson on guitar. That was one. That was such a great little surprise. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What?" And they yeah. were talking about a show that they played it where it was just like five bucks for a cover charge to get in. I said, "Can you imagine?" Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that book, yeah. by the way, people for, for for those folks who are listening, is maybe we'll make it. It's a memoir. Yes, so that's the name of it. Maybe we'll make it. Highly it recommend that one. Yeah, and, I love and, her. I love all her ties. She's got wonderful ties in music, just with you know, her being in the Nashville scene for so long and really playing everywhere and to her yes. getting signed by uh, Jack White, that's what got her started. Yes. Uh, yes. Really? Uh, what was the name of that album? God. Uh, the, um, oh, her album, you mean? The one with Jack that she did for Third Man. Uh, I can't oh, remember. Good. I, you're going to, I would beat my head over it and not remembering it. Um, it's, uh, it's not been to the mountain, is it? Was no, that the one? No, no, that was. You can tell we're getting old and forgetful. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, um, no, I, it is going, I don't recall. I do not recall. I know she talked about it in the book, obviously. And it is, it is. Midwest skipping. Farmer's Daughter. No, that's what it was. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Really good album. Which, but Yeah. Which goes deep into, actually, I've listened to the album and I'm sorry that I couldn't remember that one, but it goes deep into her who she is she really does reveal a lot in that one absolutely so what is your favorite concert that you've ever been to Oof, the favorite concert i'm gonna have to go with it was eric church at choctaw casino in oklahoma it was the first show coming off of covid mm. um and i think that for sentimental reasons it was it was i was surrounded by a wonderful group of friends who we didn't know when we would see each other again we were coming off a lockdown mm -hmm. and it was a smaller venue uh i think that i don't necessarily i couldn't say it was the greatest concert ever right you always have different concerts that wow you for, for different reasons but that one will forever stand out because you know after never knowing live music as what it was to what it's going to be when we shut down for those several years or year and a half to be able to get back together and gather again. It was, it was very meaningful. Lots of tears that day for, for many emotional reasons. Good deal, man. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because 
that live music and the shared experience thereof is one of the things that I miss most during, you know, the last few years. Yeah. Especially the like first it. year of COVID when everything was pretty much just canceled and shut down. And what I love, especially in a bigger show like that, you know, you may have 10, 15, 20,000 people and they may not be able to agree on anything else in the world, but they're all there because they love the same songs. Correct. For those two hours, they're all at peace with each other. Yeah. And, and uh, not to get too philosophical, but to me, music is the true universal language. It really is. I could, I could, I could agree with that. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to a concert by yourself. I have. Um, I know, I know there's always, that's always the conversation of, you see <laughs> online on social media. People are like, I don't want to go by myself. But for those of you who have never been to a concert by yourself, and for those of you who have been, you realize you're in a room of anywhere from 200 to 20,000 different minded individuals, but you're all like-minded for those two hours because you're there for that one sole reason. Absolutely. Um, and it's, and it is for the joy of the live music and the artistry that it brings. Absolutely. So we've got one that was beautiful said, by the way, uh, no, thank you. Um, we've got one parent left each and I've been letting you go first, but I texted you earlier to tell you to pick out one song on your last album to close the show with. So I'm going to go ahead and do my last one first, if that's okay, okay by you. That sounds good. And one, one of the things that you and I both have mentioned is the word relaxing. So normally 90% of the time, if I'm sipping some good whiskey, it's, it's, it's obviously not going to be at 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's going to be more likely after supper when things are winding down for the day. And I'm trying to relax. So more than likely I'm not throwing on, you know, a thrash metal album with it. <laughs> um, and it's normally, it's going to be a more laid back type vibe uh, of an album. Uh, something that really is not going to get me hyper, uh, something that Dixie would not have on one of her running playlists. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of those albums that I really enjoy throwing on a few, a few times a year at the end of a long day is an album called stars and satellites by a band called trampled by turtles. That is and a, that's a great group right there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> number one, I don't know if you've ever got to see them live, but they are for me a top five live act. Really? No, I have not, unfortunately, have not had the chance to catch them live. Um, don't know that they come down this way too often. They, they probably don't. They're from Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, they tour the Midwest a lot. I've been fortunate enough to get to see them twice. But they don't have a drummer at all. It's all strings. Uh, okay. Fiddles. They have two fiddles, uh, a couple guitarists, a banjo player, and a mandolin player. It's just like six guys up there just, just picking and you know, they're, I mentioned they're real laid back, but they do have a couple songs that they really, really jam on, especially live. And I saw a guy, the first time I saw him, one of the fiddle players literally destroyed the fiddle. He played like a like a six-minute fiddle solo. Oh, there was nothing left of it. But <laughs> uh, this is probably my favorite album of theirs. Uh, it came out in 2012. It's got, uh, it opens with a song called Midnight on the Interstate, which immediately sets the vibe for the whole album uh, of just something that's, very, very relaxing, laid back and mellow. Uh, there's a song on there called Walt Whitman that I really like. Alone is probably the more well-known song on the album. And I'm pairing it up with probably my all-time favorite bourbon or whiskey that I've tried. And there's a lot out there that I haven't because like you and I both said, we've only really gotten into this over the last two to three years. But 
I'm a big fan of all the products that Four Roses produces. Uh, just just a regular Four Roses, which you can pick up for around twenty bucks. Uh, they have a small batch that you can pick up for around thirty five or forty, and then they have a single barrel, which is hundred proof. It's usually right around forty five or fifty bucks, and it's my it's my favorite, uh, bar none. The first time I ever uh, tried it, I was gifted a bottle of it for my birthday, and uh, it was a special bottle to me, uh, just because it came from a couple people that I truly love, and uh, it. To me, you know, 100 proof is, is, is a little high. You know, uh, normally I like an 80 to 90 proof. But if I didn't tell you that the single barrel was 100 proof, you probably wouldn't think it was because it's not one that's going to absolutely just, you know, burn your throat out. Uh, the nose, little little vanilla, a little tobacco. Uh, one of the things I especially enjoy during the warmer months is – bourbon with a cigar or a tobacco pipe we've talked uh, about that before where I'm, I'm not a cigar guy and we talked about how yeah. you are i know we've mentioned that back and forth before yeah i had to i had to cut back on the cigars a little bit but i kind of moved over to a pipe i don't know if that's any healthier but it seems to be <laughs> because you're actually not making you know direct contact with tobacco like you were a cigar but it's probably my, more healthy my but grandfather was a cigar guy <laughs> <laughs> um a little cherry, uh, a little citrus, maybe orange, uh, a little smoky, a little bit more smoky than the other two bourbons I've talked about today. But it's such a smooth finish, especially for a 100-proof whiskey. And if you made me say, uh, choose to say, hey, what is your favorite whiskey that you've had up until this point, it would be Four Roses Single Barrel. But I, I'm a big fan of all the products that they put out. Uh, you can't go wrong with any of the three. No, I'm with you there. I'm actually, um, I'm glad I don't have any Four Roses in my um, my collection currently or in my stash because I probably would have gone with them. And this allows us to talk about six different whiskeys when we get around to it because I, I too, I'm with you on the Four Roses actually. I know I mentioned making an old fashioned with the Basil Hayden earlier um, when we were talking about Miss Sierra Farrell, but um, Four Roses, they're original. They're, they're old school $20 bottle. Mm -hmm. uh, that's typically right there on the bottom shelf. Um, makes yeah. it fantastic old fashioned as well. I'm yeah. actually speaking of four roses, a huge fan of their small batch select. I mm -hmm. had a bottle of that, that, um, the longer it sat, you know, oh, I yeah. opened it and I had it, but the longer it sat, it just opened up, became more flavorful. Um, it's a little stronger proof at one Oh four, um, on that one, but it is, uh, it is another great selection of theirs. Um, I do enjoy that one. I have not yet had the single barrel. So that's definitely one I'm going to have to add on to the list since I've had the small batch, but the, um, the small batch was wonderful. Like I said, it just great flavors to it. When I, when I had it, just your classic sweet vanilla cinnamon scents that came with it um, on the nose. I remember having that. And then uh, I got a little bit of chocolate. I remember as it sat longer and it just was went down again that you wouldn't think high proof. For that one, so yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's something that that I was had made a note to bring up, but I I just ran past it. If you open a bottle and you know let it sit, like you said, for for weeks or months, it actually evolves. The taste does. Uh, oh, it truly does. It even if you let it sit, even if you let it sit for about 20 minutes, a lot of times, I know I'll definitely pour. I did last night. I poured a I poured a glass of a whiskey and. Just kind of let it sit on the counter while I started the fire outside and 
about 20 minutes later, came back to it and it was, it was a different bottle. Yeah. And let me ask you, I meant to ask you this at the beginning. Do you prefer your whiskey? Like if you're just drinking it neat or do you like it on the rocks? I am a neat person. I am I too. Enjoy, I enjoy my whiskey neat. Um, Absolutely. My wife actually goes back and forth. She's um probably, she goes neat too. Actually, uh, she'll kill me for this one when she listens, but I've known to catch her swig out of the bottle every once in a while. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, depending uh, on what it is. <laughs> yeah. And you know, my wife, obviously Pete listeners the show know Dixie. She prefers, you know, flavored whiskeys. She's a big fan of, I think, the American honey that Wild Turkey puts out. Okay. Uh, honey but, is good. I like the honey. Those are good dessert whiskeys. Yeah, yeah. And the one of the few that she, you know, just regular bourbons that she enjoys, you know, neat or straight, is is Evan Williams. Mm-hmm. The old school, uh, hundred, the, the white yeah, bottle? Yeah. White label, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a cheaper one, but it's it's pretty good. But uh, what do you have for us for your last album and uh, very last whiskey, Philip? So um, we'll start with my very last whiskey here. I went with a little bit more on the higher end. It um, comes in at about $85 to $90 a bottle. It's a special bottle. Um, it's not a special bottle in the sense of pricing, but not one that I turn to often again because of that pricing. Uh, but it is whistle pig is the company yes whistle pig small batch it's a 10 year rye so mm. it's um that means it's been barreled for 10 years before it's been sent out to the stores and bottled and all that good stuff but um whistle pig as a whole what a wonderful story if you're not familiar with them they um they distill their whiskey in a 150 year old renovated dairy barn up in vermont um and they've been around. They opened in about 2015, where they started using the barrels um, from Vermont oak trees uh, directly harvested right there in their surrounding area, which makes it kind of neat, kind of keeps it local for them. Um, Whistle Pig is uh, this particular I love having outside by the fire. Um, and I'm, I'm, I found a loophole in the dropping a needle on the vinyl. Uh, playlist and I do not own this one on vinyl because it's not made on vinyl but they make it in CD so you could still play a CD player if you needed to my fire pits outside so I got to bring the speaker out there so it works out well but I went with Flatland Cavalry's yes songs to keep you warm awesome well I mean there you go (laughs) bourbon a fire and an album called songs to keep you warm I mean (laughs) it is it is not you know it's not a lengthy not a lengthy album Um, they've released it on CD there's only six songs on it um, the most popular, probably Mountain Song, which is a wonderful um, song. You just said, talks about Blanton's, mentions whiskey in it, um, and sitting by a fire. Um, I love that song. Flatland is a great group that's uh, become more popular as of late. But just this album in particular, um, you know, it's got just a great feel sitting outside. And the, the Whistle Pig complements it so well because... When you open up that bottle of Whistle Pig, I feel like when you put your nose to it, it's got a nice aroma of rye and pine. It's almost like a fire and Christmas in a bottle. Nice. <laughs> and it just, it sits well when you, when you sip it. It's got a great oak and sweet cinnamon flavor to it. Um, it is 100 proof, but it does not, like you mentioned with the Four Roses, does not sip like 100 proof. Um it's got a little bit of a sweeter, earthier finish. Uh, and then it's, um, it sits probably a little bit longer on the palate for 100 proof, but it doesn't 
doesn't have that burn as people would refer to as that spice goes down. Nice. Uh, I've only had that once and I really enjoyed it. Uh, I've never owned a bottle. I had someone, uh, who has a lot of, a lot of bourbon in their collection, uh, share a drink with me one time out of it. And I, it was one I really, really enjoyed. Uh, and you've done fantastic today. And before you give us the song off of the Flatland Cavalry album, let's real quick give a recommendation of a bottle that we think ounce for ounce and that, that it's a very affordable for, you know, a casual drinker that we think they may enjoy. I'll go first. Uh, Early Times makes a bottle and bond that you can pick up for like 20 bucks. And for the price, it's probably one of the three or four, I think, best ones you can get. It's, it's, it offers an excellent pour. That is that is actually a, a really good pour. I poured some last night, actually. Yeah, you sent me a picture. picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I did send you a picture of that. It's um, You turned me on to that one. I had seen it and never really um, picked it up. And I, you, you and I talked about it way back when, before we this podcast, this yeah. episode was even a thought. Absolutely. Um, but um, that is a good one. I'm going to probably... I'm going to differentiate a little bit, but I'm going to go with Knob Creek. Oh, yeah. Um, any, any of the Knob Creek products um, are wonderful. I am particularly like the Knob Creek rye. Probably comes in at about that $35 to $40 range, um, but it's a, it's a great everyday sipper. Uh, mm -hmm. It's one that um, it's enjoyable across the board. They don't really – I've never had a bad Knob Creek uh, product. It's easy to find. It's not one that you have to hunt out. I mean, there are so many great bourbons and whiskeys out there um, that I tell people all the time. It's bourbon comes down to what you enjoy. You're going to have people that Absolutely. tell you, oh, that's not a good bottle or that's a great bottle. I can guarantee you I've got bottles in my collection that people would never own because they don't like it or vice versa that I don't like that other people love. Yes. It's the same way with music. Find what you like. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, I think I mentioned I don't uh, on a previous episode. I try not to be a snob towards music like I used to be because it may not be for me, but it's for someone. And the same thing goes with whiskey. Yeah. Uh, find what you like, find what you enjoy, and and drink it and listen to it. Uh, once again, thank you so much, Philip, for joining the show. You've been an excellent guest. Uh, a little bit different episode. We talked about. Uh, whiskey we talked about music a few other things uh definitely want to have you on again down the road sometime my friend and if you ever find yourself in kentucky let me know i would love to share a drink with you in person my friend oh i would absolutely love that and um i am definitely up for coming on for another episode um let dixie know that top 10 running list is running in the back of my head i think we're gonna do it i think i've talked her into it man with your yeah, help that's gonna I be think, great i always <laughs> give her one uh that she gets to choose the topic each season i think she's gonna do running songs that'll be great that's one i would look forward to love that <laughs> good deal so what song do you have for us to close the show today so i'm gonna close us out um i i'm gonna stick with flatland as that was the last group that i talked about flatland cavalry and i was tossing up between show me now which way to go off of the songs to keep me warm but that's a sad song and i didn't really want to go <laughs> It's a wonderful song about whiskey. If you really listen to it and read the lyrics, I highly recommend it. Um, it goes hand in hand, I feel like, with this episode and a lot of what people bring whiskey to their mind of and what whiskey does for them in decisions. But I'm going to close this out with Mountain Song 
because it is a, a happier song off of that album, that campfire, whiskey drinking, good mood, enjoyable tune. Awesome. Thanks again, Philip, for joining the show. Till next week, this has been That One Show. Mountain, mountain, it's good to see your face Mighty wander, high above the plains Mountain, mountain, could I take your place? River, river, take me away Wash me clean, keep my sins at bay One show is brought to you by The Goblin Trading Company and is written, produced, and recorded by me, Brian Combs, most of the time right on my kitchen table. If you enjoy this show, please share it with someone who you think may enjoy it as well and check me out on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. As always, thanks for listening and we will see you next week.